0: Let's begin now. 360. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, said i waiting for a good day to happen. You know, waiting around through ups and downs. You know, I, I just said, Look.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Everything Like the Bagel. I'm your host, Ethan Joldyne. I'm here. Uh, today with Bagel Bite number five and the Way Up North series part four, featuring Jody Senior. Um, <clears throat> today on the episode we're gonna switch things up. We're gonna we're gonna gas the Bachelorette. Uh, my pops not not big on that. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna divert a little bit away from sports too. Uh, we're gonna really dive into some filmmaking stuff, some production, the outdoors, uh, life growing up with me a little bit. So I've got your surprise popcorn and our everyone's favorite segment, six questions in nine seconds. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my dad, the man, the myth, the legend, one of my heroes, uh, semi-retired baseball dad, filmer, producer, maker of movies, creator and owner of Pine Tree Line Productions. So dad, I'll take it away.
0: How are you doing, bud? Oh, I'm good. Thanks I'm good. for having me on the show. Yeah, I've been excited Appreciate
1: about it. this one. It's been in the works for a little while um before we get get into things too far into things i want to shout out your youtube page pine tree line productions like subscribe share uh get on there it it takes nothing to subscribe it's free it's free to subscribe and uh it's it's a lot of work so i I would appreciate that if if our listeners could go do that check out his website ptloutdoors.com. Got good merch. We'll we'll post some of that stuff. I'm wearing it. He's wearing it right now. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pine Tree Line Productions. Um, You'll be able to find it. Some good outdoor scenes. Soon to be on TikTok, but he's much like Kendall. Doesn't do anything on it. Um, But we're going to get to that. So excited for today's episode. Uh, Stick around. We got some hard-hitting questions, and uh, we're going to get in deep here. So uh, we're back here in my mom's basement fitting i mean it's becoming a trend i guess
0: even i'm in
1: yeah mom's basement yeah back in the mom's basement <laughs> um but let's get into some questions man this is something that i've been thinking about for a while like i said so it's exciting for me uh it's different than our usual guest demographic age demographic wise as well as as background so
0: this is true a little older
1: yeah so uh life before pine tree line what what, what was that like what were you doing before the videos
0: uh, well I think early on when I was young I, I enjoyed uh, sports you know like I do now still Yep. Uh, but I also enjoyed the outdoors and I spent a lot of time with my my grandfather in the outdoors and spending time at our camp or cottage I guess some people call it and uh, so that was a lot of fun and and sort of did a lot of that kind of stuff back then right. then I kind of got away from it doing uh, playing sports myself right and uh, as I got older and got married and had you and your sister, Yep. Um, sports became a, a bigger deal because I wanted you guys to enjoy all the enjoyment I got out of sports, playing baseball, football, hockey, whatever. Right. And um, yeah, so that went on for for quite a while, quite a few years, as you know. And still. Yeah, it's still going on. But you know, your mom and I, uh, we spent a lot of time diving into that because um, both you and your sister both played and still play high level sports. And when you didn't really need dad anymore for what you're doing, you know, going to, going to the States and playing uh, playing at university, I had to find something to occupy my time because, you know, we were running at this from April to October, every weekend driving because where we live in proximity to where you played, which was down in Toronto. I mean, four hour drive uh, there. And, uh, was,
1: and that was three and a half years of
0: yeah, fall, spring and summer. Exactly. And, so I needed something to replace that you know that time right. and um, yeah so I was trying to think of something I could do and yeah you know you're talking with friends stuff like that and the topic of a YouTube channel came up and I never thought that anybody would care what I was doing or what have you but on the other side of it I, I thought it would keep me occupied right so I, you know I, I started going on some adventures I didn't film anything because I had no clue that I was going to actually do a YouTube channel at that point. I just thought that, you know, I'd go on these adventures and, and enjoy them. And then, uh, yeah, I started. I just started with my cell phone and I just started taking video of uh, little adventures. And my goal was to get to 100 subscribers. Yep. So I basically uh, hit up every family member, <laughs> uh, everybody at my workplace. Uh, you know, I just hounded them until they subscribed. Yep. And uh, I got to 100. But once I got to 100, I wanted, you know, 200 and you start seeing people are watching and, you know, interacting in the comments and interacting with people. And, you know, it was a lot of fun and stuff like that. So I just uh, just kept going and I've been trying to uh, to not only enjoy the experience of doing it all, but also to um, to keep growing it. Right. And, uh, the other thing I, I kept in mind during uh, the whole time, too, is it's something left for future generations of ours. Right. Uh, for you, you your legacy, your is. kids and yeah. what have you can. You know, they'll always find me on there because YouTube is one of those um, huge social media uh, sites that'll be around forever and all those videos will be there. So,
1: yeah. So what are you at following wise right now?
0: I'm thinking I'm a little over uh, 3,200. So 3.2K. Yeah.
1: Which is pretty special. Like you may not think so because you're in it. You're in the shit right now. You're like, you know, you you want more, obviously the, the work you put in, but if I when I tell people like yeah my dad has a YouTube channel 3.2 k, they're they're impressed and, and so am I. So,
0: um, well, if you took 3.2 k people, yeah. 3,000 people, and you put them into a room, I mean, that, it is people. a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. But when you look at it compared to some, you know, obviously bigger channels, which
1: the Pistons you know, get less people.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it is a lot of people. So, but right. it, you know, as you're grinding through it, you you always want to. You don't look at that. You look at what you don't have and what you want to attain.
1: So, was there a moment in time where you knew like YouTube was going to be your avenue? You said you're, you're, I remember you filming on the phone. Yeah. Quality was shaky. You kind of, you learned. Yeah, I got better and better. And
0: I think my goal was to get some, uh, some free shit. And that's exactly how I used to tell everybody. I just, I just want to get some free shit. And quite honestly, as I, as I grew past like 500 subscribers, I, Company started sending me some free shit. Yeah. And you know, I thought, you know, I've hit the big time. Right. Yeah. This is <laughs> just great. getting some free stuff. What's what's the best thing you've got? Oh my goodness. Uh I've gotten like uh survival shovels, I've gotten knives, uh, I've gotten uh, emergency radios, uh, I've gotten clothing, just stuff like that. It's you know, none of it's worth a, a whole lot of money per se, but you know, it was free. Like I mean, people send free you stuff in the, the mail. Best, free shit's the best stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and then and then ultimately getting to a point where I accumulated enough um, uh, statistics to uh, enter into the uh, AdSense program, which you share with uh, Google the ads that are on your videos on your videos, and you start uh, getting paid a little bit of money. So that was pretty cool too.
1: Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, favorite video you had to make like what
0: well maybe not
1: favorite video ever posted that you've done but like the process of making one
0: um there's uh recently uh it was the 50th anniversary of um Canada's uh eighth um deadliest tornado okay and it happened to hit right here in our hometown of Sudbury Ontario right and there wasn't a whole lot about this and it's a project that I've been uh, thinking about doing for a long time she didn't know how to put it together and finally um, the pressure was on because it was the 50th anniversary I wanted to put something out and I actually incorporated uh, an old newsreel from uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporations from their archives and integrated it into a, a video that I put together with you know some narration and, and uh, modern day clips and showing areas now how they look and how they looked in the news footage. So it was a it was a lot of work to put that together, but it was very gratifying because uh, it did, and it's still doing really, really well. And uh, it, it's meaningful because it's something meaningful for our local history,
1: right? And you've done some pieces too that have gone pretty big on like CBC and whatnot.
0: Yeah, we did we uh, some traction on. Uh, yeah, I did a, a project on uh, a, an abandoned gold mine uh, that's uh, gold mined, yeah. <laughs> gold mine, mine. yeah, <laughs> that's uh, here in Sudbury, and uh, it's. Uh, claim to fame is the fact that it's uh it's laced the area with uh, in the tailings area with arsenic right. and it's over a hundred years uh, since that place was developed and there's no growth at all it's like stepping onto another planet right uh, so that that got picked up by the CBC in one of their uh, internet um, news articles and uh, it really has done well ever since and uh I have a you know some other videos that uh, one is over fifty thousand views. It's a review on an inflatable kayak, okay. stuff like that. But I mean those those are okay. Yeah. But they're not what I like to sink my teeth into, which is uh you know like these more you know documentary mini documentary type. And when CBC coined me a uh, like a filmmaker, right? That was like so. <laughs> like kinda, yeah. that was kind of cool, it's right? Because yeah, you don't think of yourself as like a filmmaker. Right. But they did. And uh so you, yeah, okay. I guess I'll I am. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, why well, not? I
1: got it, I got it. Um the transition in the outdoors that happened basically out of necessity, you needed something to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um with that being said, like you were going from city life in Toronto every weekend to now places that other people have never been you've been to places even in our hometown that I've never even seen with my own two eyes, aside from your videos. Um, with that, does that carry some fear? Like what, what was your biggest fear going into the, into the whole process? Cause like, I'm scared of a lot of shit.
0: Oh, like spiders, <laughs>
1: spiders, snakes, <laughs> fucking anything ugly like that.
0: Um, I guess there's always that in the back of your head. Uh, I mean, biggest fear would probably be like black bears, which are very prominent in our community. Yeah. Um, You know, so you have you always have in the back of your mind, but I mean, you try to be bear-wise and you, you try to have, uh, you always have bear spray with you in the, in the right. summer months and spring and fall just to be careful. And yeah, that's about it. I mean, it, the thought crosses your mind every once in a while, but if you secure your food properly and airtight containers and, and stuff like that, then it's not really an issue. I've, I've not had any issues with bears at all.
1: Have you had an encounter with an animal that could...
0: No, run? nothing, uh, you know... I mean, we've seen animals and stuff like that, but I think there's the fear of the unknown. Like, if I have a, a lot of British viewers to the channel, and and I've done some stuff on uh, on bear protection, and they'll comment, like, even in their uh, storybooks for yeah. for children. Yeah. Like, here it's like kind of like the big bad wolf or, or right. something like that. For them, it's bears, like, because they don't have bears oh, over shit. there.
1: And for us, they're like running in the Walmart. Yeah, monsters. like,
0: yeah, they're everywhere here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think once you, once you experience the outdoors and you're out there and you spend enough time out there and you're sleeping out there you realize that uh you know after a while you just become kind of i know it sounds kind of corny or cliche but you come at one with nature and you you get a a feel for the way it is out there and it's not it's not nearly as scary as you have in your mind ahead of time kind uh, of thing.
1: yeah i mean maybe for you i for me you'd and, be fine Now like i i asked that with something in mind and you completely didn't even think of it so that Tells me you're a little crazy out there, but the rattlesnake.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's some debate. Uh, I did a video that, um, I thought what I saw was a, a rattlesnake and uh, yeah. which was someone else that uh, was more experienced than I kind of confirmed. But since then, uh, it's kind of, a lot of people say it was a water snake. So they're all shitty to me. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, it was big, bad and ugly and it was coiled up and I couldn't really tell, um, but regardless in that area, there are rattlesnakes. So, yeah. uh, either way I was out of there, but, um, north of where that was, that area is, uh, we're pretty much north of that area. So we don't really have rattlesnakes, uh, that I've seen anyways. So I'm not, uh, to, I'm not well, too worried about it.
1: I've seen some scary things on the golf course, man. So I don't want to venture in too far to the woods. <laughs> um, you got to
0: keep your balls out of there. Well,
1: that's another story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that stuff there that all touched on the outdoor aspect of it but in talking with you and and through this whole process you've you've kind of moved towards the production side of things so maybe maybe tell me a little bit more about that the the i know the the passion for filmmaking came through the outdoor aspect but has it exceeded the outdoor part are are you more into the production side of it now
0: i i in a weird way yeah like i mean and, not, and that's not just because uh, I was coined a... Uh, a filmmaker a, a by filmmaker, a broadcaster, broadcaster. An, yeah. an amateur filmmaker or whatever you want to call it or a filmmaker of any kind. But right. yeah, it, it becomes more and more interesting as you're doing it uh, as far as the filming process and, and the editing process. And as you get more equipment or better equipment, upgrade your equipment, in which I was able to do, you know, you have the capabilities of putting out you know, 4K video now and you're able to edit stuff that, you know all the times I'm in these videos saying mm, um you know <laughs> stuff like that because I'm I'm trying to think of interesting things to say off the top yeah you know I know I can cut that stuff you know all that shit out and yeah. you know it, it seems rather uh, seamless and you know that makes it a lot easier but yeah trying to build a um a production from the base up you know on a story that's really interesting where you have to you have to research it and then, you know, film it and then edit it and put it all together that it makes it a pleasure to watch and, and you're able to tell this story. And, and I think I'm I'm more into story. wanting to tell the story now yeah, as opposed to just showing. Because when I first started the channel, I, I went around our area and was showing all the cool things about, yeah. you know, this area. And I think of now that I've done that, I had to deviate into, you know, doing different things. And part of that is my own little adventures, you know, as far as going out camping and Sleeping in a tent or in a truck tent or doing whatever uh, winter camping stuff like that, and sprinkling in these more in-depth kind of stories, but telling the story. So, filmmaking is not just about you know working a camera or editing. It's it's being able to to use those tools to tell a story, and right. I that I find really fascinating. I'm I'm trying to get better at doing that. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely
1: uh we spoke on the 3.2k uh the youtube the outdoor the, the production side of things um in your mind what's the biggest milestone you've hit and you've been at this for for a couple of years yeah
0: i started in july of 2017 so i'm in year four right um, when
1: i ended my high school career yeah yeah pretty yeah, much right everything. it was yeah. a, a
0: replacement for that yeah um yeah what was the uh what was the question again biggest milestones. Milestone. so
1: i know like you know maybe it maybe it was 3k but maybe it was that first hundred five hundred
0: uh the, the first hundred was uh was big but I, I you know what i think once i hit a uh, thousand subscribers because being part of the uh the partnership program with uh with adsense the google adsense where you get paid yeah so, i mean we're talking <laughs> small amounts of money still getting paid still I still getting paid a little bit but having reached uh, 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. Okay. So those are the two qualifications to, to enter into that partnership. So the 1,000 subscribers, okay, this, it's difficult on its own. But when you think about a 4,000 hours watch, that, mean, that means that this collective group of people, whether they're subscribers or not, have watched 4,000 hours of your videos. Yeah. Like when you think about that, it's pretty, pretty insane. So... I think that milestone. Forget the money part of it. Just just the, the, the thought, thought of, of that, that and... many people watching. And I think since that time, I've I've worried less about the um, subscriber count, and I'm more appreciative of people that take time out of their busy lives to, you know, watch some fucking old guy, uh, you know, showing you a cool place or going camping or
1: some bearded fella. In some, the woods. yeah,
0: telling you a story uh, or a historical story of something in northern Ontario. Uh, man i just really appreciate that people who take the time to watch
1: yeah and again i mean good time to plug it but hit them up on youtube pine tree line productions uh like i said it takes nothing to subscribe but it's a big deal and you know if you're you know when you're taking a shit or whatever just throw the video on it'll, it'll get you through yeah um speaking of youtube you want to touch on some of the struggles of youtube sure because i know um i mean and i've gained a new appreciation for you and what you do ever since i mean we are month two or three of doing this podcast and trying to grow a viewership and listeners um it's it's important to have some even one person if i get one text that say hey really good episode this week it it just fires me up keeps me rolling um but obviously there's struggles of the trade right so maybe you know we've we've gone to the positive side but let's touch on the negatives of youtube like what what are you struggling with what have you got through overcame stuff like that
0: well i think there you know there are people that kind of Back into YouTube and throw up some videos and you know do really well or something goes viral for them uh, they get they luck out and it, it builds their their channel I can think of a in our outdoors community that's uh, actually a young lad uh, is probably in his thirteen or fourteen years old puts up a his first or sorry he had a seventy subscriber giveaway and it, and it was he was camping in a snowstorm and this thing went viral and now that that kid he's still a young guy is. You know, a hundred thousand subscribers or, or more, right? As a result of that, and and then you think, oh, you know, I've put up over two hundred videos and
1: blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, well, you know, I'm work. grinding
0: it out. I'm wondering, like, how does that young guy get that break or, or something like that? Also, uh, you know, there's a lot of girls on YouTube, and you there's know,
1: a lot of girls, yeah. They're
0: uh, they're do they're doing very well, and they do well, uh, basically mm-hmm. based on on their looks. And I think you see that in Instagram and mm-hmm. you know other stuff like that. So. It's not that I don't begrudge them for any of the success they have, but it's just like, okay, what is, what is a 50-year-old? Like, uh, you don't
1: have their assets.
0: Yeah, assets, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what does an older guy do to try to like gain viewership and stuff like that? Right. But I think ultimately what I've uh, learned through those kind of maybe uh, hiccups or negatives is, and you touched on it with the podcast, it, it's the people that you are that are watching or listening to your podcast or watching one of my YouTube videos that you see. And I've met people even at work who've approached me and said, Hey, are you Doug? And like, yeah, yeah, I watch this video and I loved it or whatever. And then you really have to think like do the videos and do the stuff for the people that actually do watch and like it
1: as opposed to the people that
0: aren't and you're trying so hard to get their attention, right? Focus on the people that actually, support you yeah and that's why you know you guys may be at uh whatever amount of uh subscribers for your podcast but you know you're doing this for them they're going to keep tuning in and as you build and build and get more content yeah you're going to get more more people subscribe so that's how i look at it now so i'm very appreciative of anybody that takes the time to to watch any of my videos or subscribe
1: yeah i mean feel i feel the same way 100 the struggles are there but it- they, those people make it worth it, whether it's fifty, hundred people. Yeah, and it only 3, takes 000. like and you it said, is what
0: it is, like you said earlier, it only takes one person that to give you some kind of compliment or say, "Hey, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, your podcast." So that's why, like, I'll I'll text you after your pod, uh, after yeah, no, listening to your podcast, it, sure. you know, saying that I enjoyed it or whatever, because you know what I mean. I th- I know that that feedback is important too, right? Yeah. To make your podcast uh, even better.
1: And for all you bachelor, uh, lovers and listeners, Dougie, here's the reason why it's now last in the order. Cause he texted me and said, I don't want to listen to that shit anymore. (laughs) Um, just giving you a heads up. So if you want to blame someone, you can blame him. The senior version of me. Um, let's touch one more thing on the company and then I kind of want to get into, uh, some personal stuff between you and I, uh, the future, what do you have coming out? Uh, where do you see it going? Give us a little little uh, preview into not just the end of this year, but 2021 as well.
0: Well, I, I do have uh, uh, my best friend, uh, Jamie, who's uh, become part of the, the channel over the last, uh, well, almost two years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so with him involved, we have more options and more opportunities and stuff like that. But we're going to continue uh, kind of on the same stuff. I mean, um, one thing about YouTube that, is I guess could go under the negatives. It's a, it's a very niche thing where if you're doing something in a certain niche, it'll do better than if you're doing too much of everything. Right. Sometimes I do a lot of different things and that, that hurts me all to do with the outdoors, but you know, we'll stick with, uh, you know, the winter's coming or it's here basically. So winter camping, ice fishing, uh, getting out on uh, Jamie's uh, sled, yeah. doing stuff like that. Um, always looking for interesting stories. So that stuff will happen. Uh, I have a big project in the works that will come out uh, probably later in uh, 2021 that's very family related and uh, historically uh, related for our community and uh, our involvement in it. And I can't say too much more about it because it's it's a lot of work going into that one. So yep. I'm looking forward to that, to doing that. Um, but yeah, besides that, it's going to be a lot of uh, whatever comes up and oh, we'll always have the... You know, getting out there cooking in the outdoors, especially in the winter, we like cooking out, out over the fire, and uh, like I said, getting out there camping, ice fishing, just enjoying the outdoors, and especially in the winter time because a lot of people don't do anything in the winter. And I find that you know, if we can encourage other people to get out there during the winter months and doing some stuff outside, they can really enjoy winter as opposed to it being such a long part of Toronto, our lives, right? Yeah. So,
1: and I mean for our listeners that aren't in the northeast midwest canada uh you're a bunch of lucky fucks and you don't have to deal with what we're dealing with but for the majority of us you know we're we got to face snow from for the for the winter months so well as i
0: say here about 10 months out of the year no don't say that that. my girlfriend
1: listens to this man she won't want (laughs) to come here
0: don't worry susie it's not that bad
1: um no that was awesome man i really i i do appreciate what you do i'm i'm very proud of what you do i mean 3.2k i know it's not a big deal to you but to me that's incredible well thank you um i appreciate your support moving beyond pine tree line productions again subscribe like follow all that shit um susie did ask a question speaking of my girlfriend um more on like the personal side of our relationship basically asking uh like favorite memory moment uh, of a game or um, a tournament, a, a whatever it may be, from when you were not a retired baseball dad, but just a <laughs> baseball dad.
0: Wow, that's uh, there's so many, so many. Uh, I think the one of the cool moments, uh, and there's been many, but um, when you hit your first home run, uh, when you were playing rep ball. Yeah. And you know, I still remember it, and I was so so excited. Then another parent went and got the ball, kind of thing. <laughs> so that was a really cool moment. But what I enjoyed most was um, having you all to myself for that four-hour drive, where we could just talk about anything right. and everything that was going on. And, and yeah, it was it wasn't all talking. A lot of time it was sleeping because we were leaving at god awful. Or um, yelling at each other. Yeah. Or, or yeah, we might have discussed games. Then <laughs> you know. I might've got a little out of hand here and there. And I take full responsibility for Uh, that. But you know, there was a, there was some, there was definitely some cool moments and um, even like even other people's moments that we shared together. I remember that when we saw uh, Corey Kennedy hit that home run, yeah,
1: walk off home run, you know,
0: we're watching basically rep ball yeah, and it's not the big leagues. It's not
1: far from it. It's
0: way far from it. But we saw a young guy that, that we're friends with and, he uh, hit a walk-off grand slam yeah. in the seventh inning of a uh, of a tournament game, and uh, like it's still one of the best baseball moments that I've experienced. And, and hey, I'm a Blue Jay fan. Like '92, '93 was incredible, but that was a, that was a cool moment. But sharing uh, all the time I could with you, uh, quite honestly, was the, the best times of of my life. And and having you captive for <laughs> for that drive, <laughs> the one the one moment that maybe is is baseball related but not game related uh listen i always enjoyed all the home runs yeah yeah. all the big hits don't get me wrong but uh the time we were coming back from windsor and about uh in windsor from from where we live is a eight and a half hour drive it's the worst fucking place on earth yeah it's the armpit of ontario sorry anybody from windsor but i'm not we uh we left a tournament there and uh, i had come off night shift and drove down and basically you know we're there for a couple days and I'm bagged coming back and Ethan has his uh, G1, which clearly states that you cannot drive on a 400 series highway, which would be comparable to, uh, what's the, the 96 there in 96, I, mean, 6, I mean, 75,
1: 75, yeah.
0: 95, like, you know, big interstate for us in yeah. Ontario. And, uh, just got outside of Windsor and I'm like, pull the car over and I'm like, dude, you got to drive. <laughs> so, uh, there goes, uh, jody into the driver's seat and it's funny because later on the coaches told us they saw they saw us <laughs> switching seats and i just told him i said like uh like just wake me up if there's any issues and then uh, the next time i woke up i think we were in barry yeah like we were, cold. We were and we had cold. gotten through like so you all know the heart he trip. had yeah he had drove through toronto and all the big highways and all that stuff and we were just basically on our way home and i'm like holy shit, this fucking kid is like you know 16 years old and he's driving the big highways while i'm crashed and it's, you know it was, it was a pretty big moment pretty proud moment for dad and it's funny that you said
1: that because in part one of the way up north with riley i had mentioned my first fuck up coming home from tony b's i turned into the left lane that's right that's that? right yeah and now uh, you mentioned that but yeah i definitely legally drove on a lot of highways but that made me a better driver so
0: you were I, you were able to uh, get yourself anywhere in north america now because absolutely. of those experiences and even that day, like you had mentioned in in the podcast uh, with Riley, uh, you know, here throwing you the keys and saying, "Hey, drive." Yeah. You know, the only way you're going to learn anything is if you fucking do it. Right. So oh, I, I was always a big believer in that, and both you and and your sister, you know, because I taught both of you how to drive. Uh-huh. Are excellent drivers today because of that.
1: And then going back on the the first home run to. That was on Father's Day.
0: Oh, that's right. It was a Father's Day tournament. It was a
1: Father's Day tournament, yeah. and I like I'm like twelve or thirteen. So yeah. I, I've like I didn't get you a, a, a Father's Day gift. No, that that was it. And we're in the semifinals, and I fucking hit one. Yeah, were on home run. First and one ever. First one ever. What a time to do it, because
0: like out of the park. You, I think yeah. you would hit some in the park. Yeah. things because we we you know play on, on bigger, bigger fields. fields, but that was like yeah, man, that was. And awesome. And then
1: Daryl, my my best buddy's dad goes and gets the ball gives yeah. it to me and I fucking gave it to him for Father's Day as yeah, a
0: gift I still have which it.
1: probably was the coolest gift I've ever been able to give him. so yeah, that I still was... have it
0: I actually have it in uh, one of those uh, plastic cubes yeah you know because that was a big one that's I don't know that's meaningful you know your first college hits meaningful uh you know all the all the home runs I can remember you know even having uh people friends of ours down like uh like Jamie yeah. and and Kim and you hitting uh a couple bombs while they were watching and stuff like that because you know when you're you're playing out of town you're telling people about your experiences but people don't get to see it you know yeah probably the worst moment if i can mention uh yeah. is when i had that home run on my phone i taken video of it and then i fucking erased it and that was the only one you got yeah like <laughs> i taken so much video of jordy playing like all kinds of hits all kinds of stuff, but I never I was always had the phone in my pocket for home runs. I don't know why, or yeah. I was too busy gabbing. you're in the outfield. Or was in yeah. the outfield relaxing, chilling. And so I finally get the home run and it was a dead dead center field mm-hmm. at uh, King's Collegiate mm-hmm. when uh, when he played for the Terriers. And I don't know, I was I had taken other videos. So I was trying to like clean up my phone. I, was, I don't know, it was like a iPhone 4S back in the day. And yeah. And fucking deleted it man i was i was like crying i was so upset and it's still i think of it to be honest with you i think of it periodically and and it still it still bothers me
1: well that's for all you that think i never hit one before there you go that 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 just proves it
0: (laughs) absolutely uh last
1: last part of this little interview section i want to talk on the stories um that i've told already which would have been the milwaukee i know you had you had called me after and said you should talked about green bay too but i didn't want to fucking extend it out but when we went to Milwaukee that was on yeah
0: so basically uh, like you had touched it okay so I call uh, Jody big yeah. E E Ethan yeah but, so we're talking about the same person yeah um, so basically yeah I got this crazy idea while I was work mm. that uh, hey we should go watch some playoff baseball and actually Detroit was playing as well but they were I think out of town so you know Milwaukee Arizona was uh, the next best option which was cool because it was a game five so Anyways, uh, I remember picking you up. I think we left like 1 or 2 in the morning or something crazy like well, that. Well, yeah,
1: we had like slept for a bit. and then, yeah. yeah. So
0: anyways, we, so we drive down. Great drive. It was a lot of fun. And uh, so on the way, we're both uh, Packer fans. And, uh, and maybe I'm responsible for you being a Packer fan. I'm not 100%. sure. But, you know, I saw the signs. So I thought, well, why don't we stop in Green Bay like, yeah. and check this out? Like, when are we going to necessarily get back there? Which we actually did. Yeah, but that's another did. story for we another did. day. Anyway, so we, we drive into this town, which is like super small town, Green Bay. It's not like high skyscrapers or anything like that. Yeah. Small town, USA. Uh, title town, USA. Yeah, actually, title town, USA yeah. for sure. And uh, we drive around, and uh, of course, we find the stadium in this you know kind of neighborhood. It's unassuming, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so we got out, and there was I think there was tours there, but I think the tour was closed of the stadium. They weren't right. providing tours at the time. So we were able to walk through the kind of the lobby area, so to speak. And then uh, I'm I, you were wearing your Team Canada or your Baseball, baseball Canada hat. hat. Anyways, I had to take a shit.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, okay.
0: Because how old have you been at that time? Like you're pretty young, 14, 15. Yeah, maybe.
1: like 13 or 14 yeah.
0: probably. So I'm like, okay, you stay right here and I'm going to go right there to the washroom and I'll be right back. Yeah. So I did. And I come out and there's this guy talking to you and I'm um, like, what the fuck? Like, so this guy, little, little small gentleman or whatever, he's like, sorry, sir. You may be wondering why uh, I'm talking to your son, but uh, I know it's the hat. And he goes, uh, baseball Canada. I'm from Canada. And uh, my name's uh, Red Batty. I'm the equipment manager for uh, the Green Bay Packers. And I'm just kind of looking at him like, okay, yeah, but touch like my kid. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, he goes, no, no, seriously. So he grabs his cell phone. And he's showing us pictures of him. I think he was selling Jordy uh, Nelson's uh, yeah, jersey did. from the Super Bowl, yeah. and he's showing me these like emails from different people in the NFL and the Canadian Football League as well. So he, you know, so he's legit, right? he starts telling stories how he, he got his start uh, yep. being a ball boy for the Montreal Alouettes oh, yep. and how he moved up and a, in kind of interesting that the equipment manager role is like a big deal. Yeah. And he ended up uh, getting in the NFL with the Houston Oilers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when the green Bay job came up, which is, was like a, a much sought after job by these, oh, sure, these yeah. guys um, he was able to get it, you know, yeah. based on word of mouth. And, and so he was a great guy. So he's telling me all these stories and he's telling both of us and, then I'm like, "Can I? Can we see the field?"
1: Yeah, because nah, I forgot to tell this. This is a fucking big part of the story. Yeah, because
0: and and he's telling all these stories, but in my head I'm going like, "I just want to see the fucking yeah, like, field." Like this is shit. yeah, this is like the mecca of yeah, football. Fuck yeah, the origins of football and stuff. I want to see the field. And he's so he's talking. I'm like, "Hey, can we just can we see the field?" He looks at me and he goes, "Oh yeah, no fucking problem." <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. uh. He takes us on the field and and sorry, prior to that story before I I had to take a shit, we did talk to a a security officer who she, she, yeah, she wouldn't let us in the concourse even. She's she's like, no, sorry, it's close. She was very nice, but anyway, so red takes us on the field. And so here we are, we're in the Mecca of football for, for us, for everybody, (laughs) for everybody, especially lions fans. (laughs) And there's absolutely nobody there except me. You and Red Batty, the equipment manager. Three people. Unreal. It was the most amazing feeling ever. Like, it was so fucking cool. Yeah, it was. And uh, so anyways, we, we got a chance to look around. He told us a lot of stuff, and he was just talking about Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, actually, I remember uh, a, a little girl went back. when We were back in the, in the concourse or in the uh, lobby area. Um, a man and his daughter um, were there, and they asked how they could uh, meet Aaron Rodgers. And he said, uh, Red's like, hey, they're going to play Atlanta. And if you go to the airport and you stand by the certain uh, <laughs> escalator, they always come down that escalator. And you know what? He'll he'll answer uh, your questions or he'll meet you or whatever. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And he told us where the boys would eat. Uh, they would go to Brett Favre's uh, restaurant yeah. to eat, right? Stuff like that. So it was a super cool moment. So we left there and then we headed to, uh, to Mo- Milwaukee and uh we got into the into the stadium which was pretty freaking amazing stadium too and everybody's just like super nice all the girls are like all jean and t-shirt like girl next doors and beautiful women there and it was just it was a lot of fun and wow. really cool atmosphere yeah. and before the game we bought a couple of shirts and uh a guy from uh, approaches us and says uh hey i'm uh, so-and-so from the milwaukee journal oh, sent- that's no. right too i forgot about yeah. that He's like can i uh which can I interview you like would you guys see so you guys got some uh you know brewer gear on or whatever I'm like, well actually, we just drove twelve hours from and didn't you tweet john Axford too no that that, that was a different time no no, it's the same time, but that's coming up okay. so basically he interviews us for the and this the newspaper and we were in the newspaper and it's right. actually online if anybody cared to check but you know we told him the story we they were blue jay fans, but we just love baseball and we drove 12 hours to to come watch the game so it was all pretty cool then we get in the stadium we have seats like right behind home plate and it's before the game and uh, I see Buck Martinez now Buck Martinez uh, you know a play by play guy you might see him on TBS in the states in Canada he does uh, Blue Jay telecast so I'm wearing a Milwaukee shirt but I have a Blue Jays hat on Right. so he's walking off the field he's talking to some people and I'm like Buck Buck and I point to my hat which is the Blue Jay logo Mm -hmm. so he comes over He's like, hey, guys, and, uh, you know, he goes, uh, where are you from or whatever? And said, oh, we just drove down from Sudbury. Oh, cool, cool. Because yeah, Axe just got a new uh, camp uh, d- uh, down in Hamilton or something. Like, he's talking to us like we know John Axford. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Was, I thought that was really cool. And it was the end up winning the game. It was yeah, a, was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I I mean, that was – we ended up going to Green Bay to watch uh, the season opener. That was, like, a year uh, after. Yeah, the, your grade A graduation. Yeah. And they friggin the only fucking they game they lost at home was I that know. one. But anyways, we got to go back. But that that trip for the baseball game and, and going to Green Bay was like,
1: yeah, I uh, was. I, 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 I didn't mem- even talk. I didn't even touch on the Green Bay side of things. Yeah. So I'm happy you did.
0: Me too. Uh, it was fun.
1: Do you remember the Disney World shit myself story too?
0: Uh, yeah. I uh, yes, that was at the uh, in the uh, cafeteria at the yeah. uh, the All Star Resort. So I won't touch any more on that because I think you uh, <laughs> you touched on that quite a bit. Um, what was great about that trip is, uh, isn't that, we went to spring training too for the Jays and you got a baseball thrown uh, to you by uh, Aaron Hill. Yeah. Remember that? We were behind the, did I go? Aaron Hill. That was fun. He was good. Yeah, he was good. And that was a, that was a fun trip.
1: Yeah. So,
0: I mean, that, that basically
1: kills everything for the interview portion. Uh, let's jump right into surprise popcorn. Um, got some sent in, found a couple, so they are gonna be tailored a little more to you today than me, but we'll we'll both answer. Okay. So, if you had to be stranded in the woods for a week, what three things would you bring?
0: Uh, I would bring water filtration system of some kind. Okay. Which could be just a pot, so you can boil water. Yep. I would bring a, a lighter mm-hmm. or a ferro rod, which probably better because it it'll always work and uh, a knife yeah what would you bring fuck like a tv (laughs) Uh, i don't even know i was
1: writing this question going like fuck i have to answer it too and i actually have no idea um i i probably some source of fire yeah uh, some source of water those are like two things on tv that everyone's like makes a big deal about
0: two things you can really like die from other than like a severe injury in the woods is hypothermia yeah so you need, you need fire, and uh, you need to drink. Like, you can go days without eating, but if you can't drink uh, clean yeah. water or filtered water or boiled water of some kind, I'd probably you can get like, really sick, right? I'd probably
1: say, like, maybe an axe.
0: Yeah, axe would be very Or helpful. a knife. Or yeah. maybe a gun. Yeah. Just in case, like,
1: trash on it. What, like-
0: Sasquatch? Maybe...
1: Bigfoot. Hey, don't talk about him. He's coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are my answers. I mean, like, I don't know if I'd make it, but I, I don't know. Who knows? Okay, sticking in the woods, uh, who wins in a fight, a grizzly bear or a moose? This is not a problem that every area of the world would have. True. Uh, I mean, I don't know what our grizzly bear population, even if there is. We, we don't is. have grizzly bears yeah, I here. I so. But, but I we mean, do in Western Canada. Theoretically speaking. You take a full size Papa Bear versus a bull moose.
0: I, I would take a, I would take the grizzly bear most time of the year, except during the rut, which okay. is in the fall when uh, the moose are fired up. Moose want to fuck, yeah, and they will fucking destroy you to get to whatever they need to really to, to yeah. get some female moose. So yeah, I would I would go with the grizzly bear up until um, the rut, and then I'm definitely going with the moose a million percent.
1: See, like I was, I was leaning that way, with my extensive knowledge of the bush, uh. But then I started thinking, like, just the size difference. I also Googled it. Moose are bigger, and they, they have are. those, they have those fucking antlers, man. I, like, I don't know, I could see it going down that way. They kind of look like a dinosaur,
0: and but you, a lot of cats, a lot of uh, other predatory animals uh, destroy bigger animals than themselves.
1: So. No, I mean, fair enough. Like, fair enough. I mean. If I got a spider bite, I could die. (laughs) So those fuckers are tiny. Yeah. Yeah, good answer. I like it. And then last but not least, I mean, I guess I didn't even mention this because the guy's just so interesting, but uh, we're a drummer in a band as well. Right. So that was cool. I mean, that was a fun experience back in the day. So if you could be in one band all time,
0: who would it be? Like, I'm replacing the... Like, you're in it. And the weird. drummer the the, the drummer well, I mean, if you never wanna, existed.
1: If you want to play guitar, you can. This is fictional. But if we're going realistic, the drummer never existed. Or he did, and he in another band.
0: Well, I would have to say uh, Rush. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to be able to play as good as, good as Neil Peart. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah with, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, being Canadian and Rush is just... Yeah yeah and that brings out the geeky side in a lot of people because they're, they're not the uh quintessential uh, crazy band or anything like that like
1: my answer but you
0: know? they're they're like kind of the early version of tool like in terms of uh you know progressive rock and stuff like that but I mean Neil is just a, you know he passed oh, away earlier this year unfortunately but he's a god yeah without a doubt
1: yeah, I'd probably go Motley Crue. <laughs> like, More your
0: style or what? Oh, like they were so
1: cool, dude. You just want to
0: do the roller coaster there they're, during the drum solo. They're,
1: they're something different. I mean, like. And all, the only
0: reason you know about them is because of, the of movie. me. Well,
1: and you, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, yeah and now, I watched now, the Netflix doc, doc, documentary. Right, right. The, they had a lot of fun, those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. So that'll wrap up Surprise Popcorn. Uh, We're going to roll right into our new section um just created for the way up north series and i think it's gonna stick around because it's been fun but it's six questions in nine seconds
0: okay what happens if i don't do this in nine seconds there's no
1: punishment okay it's a theoretical nine seconds i mean it may take me nine seconds just to read this stuff <laughs> so but we're gonna fire them off it's rapid fire don't even think just answer right. you're ready to go
0: yeah let's do it okay
1: beer or mixed drink mixed drink snow or rain snow Produce or be in the video. Produce. Have you eaten bugs before? Yes. Is Bigfoot real? No. Have you shit yourself? Yes. Nice. <laughs> you got a story?
0: You don't have to shovel snow. Uh, about the shit yourself? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I I thought maybe you'd ask this because I because uh, everyone gets asked. Everybody it. gets asked this, and you guys had some incredible stories, and I don't have I don't have an incredible story, but I know like it was. More like, I think I sharp myself a, a mm. few times. I can distinctly remember, like, fucking happens, man. It, you know, just feeling that kind of wetness after mm. going, like, oh, fuck. Like, I really, yeah, I need yeah. To, to move on. But I can remember, um, I remember playing slow pitch and standing at first base and absolutely clinching my ass cheeks because I had to shit so bad. And, then it would kind of like go away a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little break. A little break. And then
0: it would come back and i like, fuck, we got to get off the field. And it was one of those long innings. Um, and then finally get off the field. And I'm like, fucking. Okay. I'm going to go to the we're at Terry Fox. Okay. You're familiar with the yeah. field. So I'm going to run down to the well, one. I'm going to waddle down to the uh shitter because I have to yeah. keep my fucking cheeks tight. Yeah. And uh, but I'm up in the next inning. Oh man, no so, worse feeling. Than yeah, that. so I, I strike out on purpose, which is an absolute joke and fucking slow pitch if yeah. you strike out, but I didn't give a shit, right? Because I, I had to go like, unload. you should have just
1: went. <laughs> like, just say, like, yeah, why is that my, my, I'm out. Like, I'm yeah, out.
0: well, it wasn't that. Uh, Save you the K. Yeah, that's true. Fuck. Anyways, that's so that's, uh, like I said, I thought about it a little bit and. I can distinctly remember that story, but I remember shirting a couple times where, you know, we're touching cloth for sure. Dude, it almost happened to be at Walmart the other day. Oh, no.
1: I actually, Adam will like this because he's a big, uh, like, dude wipes guy, which I look for them at. Yeah. I don't know if they're sold in Canada Yeah, I think they're more in the States. Yeah, which is bullshit. And speaking on their name, like, way cooler if you say I'm getting dude wipes than, like, just regular flushable tissue. Right. Um, so, good on their part, but I actually grabbed some because I knew it was going to be like a devastating type of afternoon. Um, so yeah, that's kind
0: of similar to what you had going there. But well, the other thing I thought of too uh, is our like we we've, we've driven all over oh, the place. Yeah. And we've driven to hours in Tennessee and Florida. We've done it all, and uh, I know it took a long time to kind of figure it out. But I think at the end there, last couple of years, you and I were were pretty. Um, you know tracked in as far as uh if one of us had to take a shit or both of us that we would go to the walmart yeah and if you go to the walmart and you go to the back washrooms they're always like by the shoe section yeah and they're always fucking clean they're way better and they're usually clean and you're usually we're getting there earlier in the the morning type thing yeah. and uh yeah you get in there and it was worth the extra drive into a little small shit town yeah um just to do that because if you stop that regular you know especially if you're in canada we don't have um those rest stops that they do in the few or far between yeah, yeah like it's not like you 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 know driving i-75 you get a rest stop. this beautiful those yeah, things are fine. amazing um, but for us in canada and when you're not on a major uh, highway or whatever yeah we would look for the nearest walmart so
1: see it's in the lineage
0: it is yeah, um, i'm sorry it's if fucking
1: the... <laughs> passed down through generations it's not just me no nope. um but, but a man, man's got to do what a man's yeah, got to do right, right. I'm excited for this one to come out. I'm I'm super grateful. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having I know having me. Uh, I know the boys were excited when I, I gave them the idea. Uh, they were all for it. So, like I said, this is most likely gonna be the last part of the way up north series. I'll be back uh, in Michigan, reunited with the crew. Awesome. But uh, thank well, you not awesome listening. that you're
0: leaving. But no, no, no yeah. Awesome that uh, you get back together with the boys and stuff like that. And you know what? My advice to you guys is just keep plugging along, keep pushing out the content. It's it's cool stuff. And more and more people who keep listening, and you know you'll have you'll have success if you keep grinding. Like uh what was the thing we talked about the other day. What I told you about midget baseball or whatever.
1: Yeah, you just gotta outlast. You gotta everybody last else. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know
0: what? You want to be successful in life, and you don't have all the tools or whatever. Yeah. Just fucking keep plugging along, man. Make it, man. Yeah, grind, grind, grind. So
1: again, I want to thank my dad, Jody Senior, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, again, guys, I mean, it takes nothing to subscribe. Go check it out. Leave a like, a comment. Uh, if you've got any ideas, DM him on, on social media. Very active. That's another thing, too. Answer it, he answers every comment, every DM. The guy's the man. I looked it through. I, I was trying to find something he didn't fucking answer. I could not. Uh, the YouTube, Pine Tree Line Productions website, PTL Outdoors. Again, I got some merch. It's It's pretty good stuff. High quality. Uh, the Instagram, Pine Tree Line Productions, same with Facebook and Twitter. Go follow them. Go like them. Uh, give them a watch, you know, a few minutes of your day. It, it takes hours and hours of, of his week every week to, to produce a video. So It's appreciated. It's appreciated. It won't go unnoticed. So, again, guys, thanks for watching. Um, listening. For coming on. Thanks for listening, I guess, yeah. And um, go shoot him a subscription, and us as well. So follow us, too, while we're plugging. Absolutely. Uh, Everything like The Bagel, Twitter, Instagram. uh, And find us on Spotify, Apple Music, anything you listen to your podcast on. Thanks, everyone. We're signing off.
0: Take care.